So welcome everybody to the next installment of Heaven's Headlines, our current series. Today, I've invited Jill Gower, the director of Call to Prayer, to share with us on the nation of Israel in prophecy. Thank you so much for coming on. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you, Sam, and it's good to be with you. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're here. We've had some technology issues this morning. We were just saying that whenever we talk about Israel, uh, that there can be a challenge uh, when doing that. But really, I really want to allow you to share what's on your heart today about Israel. I know it's been a a passion uh, for you for some time, not only the nation of Israel, but the Jewish people as well. And uh, I wonder, Jill, how did that come about? How did that interest spark in you all those years ago? I think it started um, in my childhood, really, because the area I lived in, in in Essex, was a very Jewish area. So my four best friends were actually Jewish. So I just grew up knowing that culture. My parents' best friends were Jewish. So it was just a natural thing for me. But none of them were particularly interested in Israel. And I think the interest in Israel only really came when I became a Christian. Wow. Okay. That's so interesting that you had Jewish friends. Sometimes, yeah, I don't know where this comes from. It's a historical thing, but sometimes I think people think that Christians and Jews don't get on. But really, in terms of worldview, morals, you know, we're coming from the same place, the same book, aren't we? And so, uh, you know, it's we're more similar than we are dissimilar. And um, so I just wanted you, obviously, we're talking about Israel in prophecy. And I wonder, obviously, how should, we've touched on it already, but how should Christians feel about Israel, the nation of Israel, the changes that have happened? Is it something that we should be interested in, should be looking into, or is it it a side issue? I think it's very much an important issue for all Christians, and it's um, quite surprising how many love the Bible and yet can't see it. But it it is by revelation. And so, you know... um, And I guess also a lot of the church traditions haven't grown up being taught very much about Israel. So it doesn't come into people's thinking. But clearly it's all the way through scripture, right, from the times of Abraham and that uh, incredible Abrahamic promise to him that uh, all those that bless you will be blessed and all those that curse you will be cursed. You know, when God says something, he means it. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, in recent times, you know, things have changed in the nation of Israel. Uh, 1948, they were rebirthed as a physical nation. Of course, they've always been a nation scattered across the world as a people, but they've come started to come back to what is their land. And I know that's an issue of contention, even in, in the UK, it's something that features in our political discussions, doesn't it? There's been so much said about the Jews um, and, and the nation of Israel. Um, but is there a, a biblical perspective on the the nation of Israel, even them coming back to their own land? Is that something that relates to anything in the scripture? It, do you see anything in the scripture that points to that and maybe points to things that will happen in the future? Yeah, totally. Um, you know, one of the things that God said to Abraham was when he showed in the land, he said, all the land that you see, I will give to you and your offsprings forever. And we know the promise goes through Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And that's very clear in scripture. That's why very often they say the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, because that's the line of the promise. 
Um, so clearly, um, scripture points to the fact that this particular piece of land was given to the Jewish people because they were called by God, not because they were special, not because they deserved it, but God chose them to be a light yeah. to all nations. And of course, yeah. we as Christians believe that was totally fulfilled through um, Jesus, who, you know, he, he said, I come to fulfill the law and the prophets, not yes. to ever do away with it. So everything yes. is like a big jigsaw part piece, you know, uh, puzzle, and the pieces all fit, pointing to to Jesus. Absolutely, absolutely, mm. and that's the amazing thing. All I mean, all the Bible prophecy and the Bible itself points us to Jesus, doesn't it? Jesus himself was a Jew who obeyed uh, the law, and he, you know, not just the commandments, but also the Jewish law, and of course those. Uh, those laws don't apply to us anymore. But of course, in the New Testament, those um, those morals uh, and the law of Christ uh, applies to us. And so the Bible is all of it is relevant to us. Um, I, I wonder, Jill, obviously, with 1948, the nation of Israel, the modern nation of Israel, uh, or I should say the modern state of Israel being birthed again in May of 1948. Um, are there scriptures that that point to that happening because obviously this month we're talking about the bible and bible prophecies yeah. are there scriptures that would, would point to that and if there are what what else does it say about the significance of of that event yeah definitely um jeremiah 31 10 says he who scattered israel will gather them and will watch over his flock like a shepherd and um 31.8 says, see, I will bring them back from the land of the north and gather them from the ends of the earth. Among them will be the blind and the lame, expectant mothers and women in labor. A great throng will return. And what is so wonderful about that particular scripture, that has never happened in history until now. And, um, you know, the exiles that came from Egypt and Babylon when yeah. they came back to the land, did not come from the north. That's only like Russia okay. and those places where there's been a huge number of Jews um, come back to Israel. The other really wonderful thing about that scripture where it says expectant mothers will come, that actually happened because when they did the um, missions to Ethiopia to get the Jewish people out of Ethiopia, which was called Operation Moses and Operation Solomon. Mm -hmm. On the plains, there actually was at least one, if not more, women giving birth. Okay. <laughs> wow. Others were giving birth on the way back to Israel and, and wow. so confirmed that scripture. That's and so interesting. It's so amazing. And it is you know, the Bible is the only source that we can really yeah. look at to know where we are in, in terms yes. of the world and so on. Um, and of course, the great promise in, in uh, Jeremiah and Ezekiel, uh, yes. the New Testament as well, you know, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and yes. the people of Judah and so on. And in Ezekiel, for I will take them out of the nations, I will gather you from the countries and bring you back. 
Yes. So it had to happen. It's it there in yes. the word of God. And of course, we know for the, the miracle of it all for 2000 years, um, there was always Jews in the land. I think we forget mm -hmm. that. Yes. But the majority, of course, have been thrown out. Yes. Um, and a very interesting fact, Sam, that I only realized properly recently was there was nearly a million Jews living in Arab nations in all across the Middle East. A lot of them were in Iraq, uh, living in Baghdad, because remember all the, the, the Babylonian exile, all those oh, hundreds wow. of years before Christ. Well, many of them didn't come back to Israel yes. after that. Many of them stayed in Babylon and, and you know, Iraq area. And yes. they had been there for nearly 2,000 years. It was a very big Jewish community. Um, and when they were thrown out and, and made refugees, which we love to talk about refugees now, people yes. forget that the Jews were refugees. And what yes. they suffered in that time was just abominable. They many witnessed their children being be beheaded and murdered. It was unbelievable cruelty. So there was nearly a million refugee Jewish people at the turn of the last century. And, and that's something that is very rarely spoken about. Yes, it's true. It's, it's, it's a forgotten part of our history. And of course, not just Iraq, but also Iran with the Persian Empire as well. Uh, Iran still has a lot of Jews, um, yep. which is, and a lot of them have come back, a lot of them are still there. And so, you know, it just proves the Bible's true, doesn't it? You know, they are where they said they go. And I think some scholars would say, well, you know, the Jeremiah passages like Jeremiah 31 have been fulfilled at the, at the uh, return to Jerusalem. But of course, how can those prophecies be fulfilled? Because they're saying, you will come back from all the nations um, so, you know, not just one or two, but all the nations, and that includes the United States, that includes uh, our nation and so on. Um, and people forget that, that slowly over time, they will come back, but they're going back even faster than they were, aren't they? Even yeah, now, yeah. you know, so many are going back and, you know, yeah. Hebrew being established as the, the actual national language. Uh, I mean, just, you know, you can't, you can't ignore these things that are happening though though people try um, and I guess uh, um, I guess obviously things are lining up uh, for the future obviously there's more hostility towards the Jews and Israel but of course even before 1948 there were uh, there was the greatest hostility towards the Jews probably in all time of yeah. course we're talking about the Holocaust in Europe and um, that was again a another catalyst for the Jews returning, wasn't it? Not just mm -hmm. Europe, but also uh, Russia as well. The Jews suffered horrendously uh, under um, Russia as it started to become the Soviet Union um, in the 1940s. And so really everything forced them back, didn't it, to, to their homeland. So it seemed to be something of evil, but God brought, brought it about for good. Yeah, if you want to share anything about that, yeah. about those events. No, the thing is, Sam, that if you look at this with natural eyes, none mm -hmm. of it makes sense. Yeah. You know, why were the Jews so persecuted? Why did the Holocaust happen? 
Um, you know, they're hardworking generally, they yeah. are pioneers in all sorts of ways, and yet they've yeah. been incredibly targeted. Yeah. But, you know, we have to run it all by uh, the eyes of God. Yes. And the reason they needed to come back into the land is because as we head toward end days, there's only one place that Jesus Christ is coming back to. And yes. that is the Mount of Olives in Israel. And yes. his brothers have got to be in the land because, you know, I believe you were talking about Romans 11. And yeah. Romans 11 says that the eyes of the Jews is blinded until... Yeah. the fullness of the gentiles come in yeah and absolutely. it's in our new testament and that's yeah. what's so unbelievable yeah. people can't see it but it's all about the return of jesus yes. the enemy yes. does not want jesus to come back because the minute he comes back his time is over he's going to be cast into the pit and so on and so on yes. so you know we have to bear in mind that Israel is the only barometer we have of where we are in scripture, really. Yeah, wow. Fact, the greatest miracle to me, the greatest proof of, of God going to fulfill everything is the fact that Israel exists. They're speaking yeah. Hebrew, as you said, after 2000 yeah. years, which is balmy. It is a miracle. It is such it a is. miracle. Despite, you know, do they get it wrong? Of course, everyone jumps at the Israeli government. What about our government? What about the American government? Mm -hmm. Every government has problems. Yeah. We're not ever saying they're perfect. They are far from it. But mm -hmm. nevertheless, God's purposes for them do not change. Yes, yes. And that's, and that's it. Thing. That is so important, isn't it? Because, you know, we... In the West, we, we view everything from naturalistic view, viewpoints of the political viewpoints to even talk about Israel or the Jews as contentious. And it's like, you know, where obviously, you know, the the series that we're going through is heaven's headlines. So actually, what what does heaven see? And of course, you know, leading up to 1948, when the Israel, when the Jews returned to Palestine, it became the nation of Israel again, the rebirth nation of Israel. It's It's almost as if. The enemy, the devil, tried to stop that happening, didn't he? Through the Holocaust, he tried to wipe them out. He could see it happening, and and he deliberately tried to end them. And you know how else do you explain the Holocaust and you know six million plus Jews dead? It's just it's just not it's just nothing like that has really happened before. Uh, well, fortunately, it's happened since, but it's never happened really before then. But we don't forget as Christians, and we honor the Jews, don't don't we? Um, and things are heading towards the coming of Christ, as you say. Um, and so what are some of the signs that we can expect to see in the land of Israel? And are they matching up with things we're, we're hearing about Israel right now? What do you think about that, Jill? I think in so many ways, definitely. Um, just one very interesting fact. When the Jews are out of the land, it does mm -hmm. go desolate. And we yeah. must remember that before 1948, it was pretty much a wasteland. Right. Nobody really wanted that land until it was given yeah. to the Jewish wow. people, which is very interesting. Um, so 
as they've come into the land, they've turned it around into this incredible um, producing nation of fruit and crops and the way they irrigate the land is phenomenal. Their technology yeah. is amazing. Yeah. So the land thrives when the Jewish people are in it and mm -hmm. it doesn't thrive. It was a mosquito ridden wasteland that nobody <laughs> ca really cared about before 1948. Then all of a sudden it's a big thing. Yeah. Also, I think people forget it's, it's the size of Wales. It is such a teeny <laughs> yeah. bit of land. I know. <laughs> and all this can faff over it. When you think of the nations around have got so much incredible land and the big fight is over a small little piece of land, size of Wales does yeah. not make any sense. None of this can make no. sense if you look at it yeah. in the natural. Yeah. Um, but, you know, clearly right now we're seeing God's using Israel so much in technology. The blessing of God is on these people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, literally one out of every six medications the NHS use come, have been initiated from Israel. Yeah. That's wow. massive, isn't it? That's huge. You know, from this teeny, teeny country. And people want to boycott it, but would they buy, boycott the drugs that come out of there? I doubt it. <laughs> the cancer treatment yeah. and everything else that they have pioneered. Mobile phones, technology, irrigation, etc., etc. There's a blessing on them. Uh, and yeah, they, they punch way, way above their weight, you know, because they have Absolutely. the blessing of God. Not because they deserve it, but God chose them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have to understand that what's happening now, if we see the massive rise of anti-Semitism, I mean, what came out recently in this country was absolutely yeah. appalling. And um, I know it really unnerved the Jewish people living here because they always considered this nation to be a, a safe place. Mm -hmm. And there's only about 600,000 Jews living in England. And we're talking about a very small amount. Um, but they felt very threatened, very unnerved. And um, that whole anti-Semitic spirit rises up again and again and again. Yeah. And really, there is no justification for it. Uh, they are generally people who just get on with hard work and um, I have many Jewish friends and they're always incredibly hospitable they're incredible people um, and they're just getting on with life and for them yeah. now to suffer this in our country has been shocking but again it points to the last days yeah. what's happened in France there was a moment in France when uh, they attacked the synagogue there and suddenly that scripture in Jeremiah came to me and I thought oh we've gone from you know fishers of men to hunters and mm -hmm. you know where Jeremiah talks about them being going back to the nation and for many many years there were so many Christians that were helping um, the especially the exodus from Russia there were many, many companies going in and bringing people out, Jews out of Russia. 
and they were fishing. But what the tide turned, I, I really felt it turn when that um, synagogue was, was attacked and people killed because yeah. I felt they'd switched to the hunters. And it's almost like, is God allowing this because they need to be back in the land? Sure. You know, yeah. I, my lovely Jewish friends, my that uh, Orthodox friends, you know, we, we often have a laugh and we say, you know, when Messiah comes back on the Mount of Olives, because we, we all believe that. I believe that, yeah. <laughs> they believe it and we believe it. When yeah. Messiah comes, they say they're going to ask him, is this your first or your second visit? Wow. And that's <laughs> what they tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's going to be his second visit. He came, he came 2,000 years ago and he's coming again. And it's quite clear in the scripture, isn't it, that there's not just one coming, but there's two. Um, and there's, they missed it. And of course, they missed it until, as we talked about, the, the end of the, the age of the Gentiles. So uh, could you unpack what that, what that means? Because I touched on it last week. But what does it really mean that we're coming to the end of the Gentiles? Because, you know, obviously, we're non-Jews, we're Gentiles. And of course, there's that Romans 11 scripture. What does that, what is that all about, really? What is that, what is that all about in terms of the second coming and events um, we can start to see? Yeah, I, I you know, I, obviously end time is quite controversial and people have very yeah. different opinions. And I always say we'll all get it wrong. We'll get, to, <laughs> get yeah. we'll all get bits of this wrong. But clearly in scripture, uh, I think you took them through the Daniel, was it yeah. Daniel, you took them through. And of course, you know, Daniel talks about the abomination of desolation, mm -hmm. which Jesus then quotes in Matthew 24. And um, we know that there's going to be this end time period. Um, you know, some of us believe, obviously, the church will be raptured, and then we go into the time of tribulation. And it's very key to me that Jeremiah calls that time of tribulation Jacob's trouble mm -hmm. and Jacob whether you know a lot of the church have talked about replacing Israel which mm. obviously totally against um, but we've never ever spoken about replacing Jacob <laughs> and the fact right. that Jeremiah uses the term Jacob's trouble I think very much points to the end time when unfortunately um, the Jewish people will and everyone will have to go through the tribulation. Mm. And we see halfway through that tribulation, there's going to be a peace treaty. So the first part is, is going to look peaceful. Okay. You, you know, we've been talking about this strange time that we're in and it's all about resetting and, you know, a rehearsal. We've heard all these words being um, branded around at the moment. And I kind of think this this COVID stuff is a bit of a rehearsal. I don't think we're quite there yet, right. but, you know, it's mm -hmm. sort of heading. But it's it's been interesting to me to watch the number of peace treaties Israel is making right yeah. now. And, you know, your heart wants to rejoice with them because they have really seen this as fantastic. And it may well be. 
But I'm also drawn to the, the passage in Daniel, and I'm kind of thinking, is this heading towards this type of peace treaty before the very end? You know, it's just sure. sort of paving the way. So I think with the anti-Semitism and the way that the whole focus is always on Israel, you know, it's ridiculous. We People talking about rights, human rights in Israel, and Israel is the only uh, democratic nation in the, in the Middle East where mm -hmm. people are free to worship how they like yeah. and to... Uh, once they're citizens, they have full rights as well. So it's it's got, why is it that it's got this horrible press? Why is it people are anti-Israel? Why is it when you speak to even Christians and you mention the word Israel, you see their faces change? Mm. Why? Yeah. Um, and it's a spiritual, it's a spiritual wow. battle that Israel yes. are in. And I don't think they uh, really have any idea. They, they don't understand why again and again and again that they face such things. But we, we as yeah. Christians can see, you know, this is spiritual. Yes, absolutely. And we talked about the peace treaties uh, and of course the Antichrist you know, as many names as the Antichrist. I think it's over 30 names in the whole Bible. The abomination that caused desolation. Daniel didn't know what he was, did he? He just called him like this horrible beast uh, yeah. with all these heads. And um, so so the, it, it's coming when he will break that, but it seems to be in the seven-year tribulation period. And obviously, well, many Christians believe that we will be raptured, caught up before the seven-year tribulation. Of course, there, however it works out, there will be a seven-year tribulation where the antichrist uh is ruling and reigning from israel isn't yeah, he from the exactly, temple exactly and really as a false christ to to you know saying i am god i am christ ruling from the temple you know almost mimicking and copying what christ will do in the millennial kingdom so but he's only got a short window of time and in that window of time he will change won't he and then three and a half years in to the seven years, so halfway through, there will be a, a, a huge yeah. persecution on the Jews, even more than we've ever seen before. Um, and of course, Jesus will will step in. He won't allow it to go on for forever and ever, three and a half years. And he, and really, to me, when I look at the scripture, that's when I see well, all Israel will be saved. It's a physical salvation, and also them looking up and believing in Him. It's a spiritual yeah. salvation as well. It's yeah. just, it's you know, and if you just never think about these things, you miss such an important narrative of the scripture. I guess, I guess, one thing to say as well, going back about Israel, is that there is that's the biblical narrative, but there's the false narrative of the world as well. And would you would you be able to share a little bit about maybe the third temple, um, yeah. some of the thoughts on that? Because I know that's quite an important thing for yeah. for for understanding the events of the Bible. I think, again, Sam, this all points to where we are because the Temple Institute in Jerusalem, I don't know if you've ever been, it is amazing. It is amazing to go there because they have got everything in place for the Third Temple. They believe that that will happen. They've got all the robes. They've got the Levitical priesthood. They've got... 
um, a beautiful, beautiful gold menorah, the altar of incense, you know, everything is ready. And you can, it's just by the um, Western Wall in Israel, you can go and yeah. it's like a little museum there. That's fascinating. They've even, I believe, found, you know, the, the, the scriptures were so specific of what had to happen in the temple. There was um, a, a shellfish that produced a certain blue dye. And for mm -hmm. many, many years, they, they could never find it. And apparently they have only recently found it again. So even oh, wow. the blue that they're using is the same blue as instructed. And um, in the region where they found the Dead Sea Scrolls in mm -hmm. Qumran, they found a jar of um, anointing oil that came from the temple. And you can, you, according to the Jewish traditions, you need to have the orig sort of original to make the new. So even that has come about just in this time, you know, so everything is, is sort of coming together. The big question, of course, is where is the Ark of the Covenant? But that's a whole new story. I'm not going down yeah. there. But yeah. they believe it's under the Temple Mount. I don't know. I don't know. Sure. The jury's really out on that one. Yeah. But however, you know, there is there has to be this abomination of desolation in the temple. Mm -hmm. So I, as I as I take it, um, the scriptures, you know, that there is going to be a peace treaty that may allow them to build this temple, or it may yeah. start at the beginning of the uh, tribulation. And then the abomination of desolation will be revealed in the temple um, mm -hmm. and fulfilling all those prophecies in Daniel. And then that temple will be destroyed. And then I believe that in the millennium reign of Christ, that Ezekiel's temple will come yes. about the fourth temple. So that's the way I interpret it. But, you know, sure. obviously everyone interprets these things slightly differently. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, I also see, you know, how scripture is so specific. It's so deep. There's these layers in scripture, yeah. especially in the Hebraic thinking. And for me, you know, the, the story of Joseph, when he was in Egypt and he revealed himself to his brothers. But before he did, he sent the Gentiles, the, the non-Jews out. And then he revealed himself to the brothers. And for me, that's a little picture of the rapture. Is the church raptured away? And then wow. the Messiah, feet on Mount of Olives, that's why yeah. they need to be in Israel, because they need to be in Israel, because Jesus will reveal himself to them as their Messiah. Wow. That's what I feel. You know, yeah. I, as I say, Sam, <laughs> we all have our different thoughts on this. But, yeah. I, you know, I believe that's the reason they need to be back there. And that's what wow. Jesus wants to do. That's amazing, Jill. Jill, it's very encouraging. I think anyone listening today will be encouraged to look at Israel a little bit closer. I, I wonder, Jill, would you would you be happy just to, to pray as we close this time off, pray for Israel, uh, pray for the Jews. We need to pray for the Jews here because we love the Jews and we want them to be kept safe and, and held 
uh, by God. Um, so Jill, please pray for them and uh, we'll join you. Yes, Lord, you say in your word that we are commanded to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And we pray for the peace of Jerusalem today, Lord. We know that that city is the city which you focus on. It's the city where you put your name. It's the city that David took to establish the kingdom of God there. And we know, Lord, that it's to that place that you will come back again. And so, Father, we pray your shalom, your protection, that warring angels will guard Israel. We just ask you, Lord, to post them around all the borders, that every attempt from their enemies will be thwarted in the mighty, powerful name of Jesus. And we just pray a blessing on the people of Israel. Jews, Christians, Arabs, we pray a blessing on them all, that they may prosper, that they may thrive. And Lord, we, we know that your hand is upon that nation. And without you, that land would never be that land it is today. So Father, we just uh, stand with Israel. We bless Israel. We want Israel to prosper and to prepare for the coming of you, Jesus, into that land. And Father God, we pray for the Jewish people worldwide, and we are so honoured that we have been grafted in to yeah. their faith, the one faith, the one true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we don't take that lightly, Lord. It is a yeah. huge privilege that you came to give us, Jesus. And we just thank you for that. And we pray for them that when the fullness comes, Lord, their eyes will be opened and they will see Jesus. They will see and know that you are their beloved Messiah. So, Lord, in the meantime, we just stand with them today and we ask for your protection. Be a shield around them and a very strong tower and the glory within. And we ask this in your very holy and precious name, Yeshua, our Lord. Amen. Yes, Lord. Amen. 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 Jill, thank you so much for, for this and uh, really appreciate what you've shared today. Lord bless you, Jill. Thank you, Sam.